I'm good, thanks. Day, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm good. Don't have to make it awkward at times, don't you? But I suppose that's what you bring. Stats and awkwardness. <laughs> Hint. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm in a great mood considering our last week panned out. Yeah, it was an awkward the, one, wasn't it? It's the beauty of the Premier League and the fact that we're playing a game every three days, I think. Yeah, it it is moving along at a, at a fair old pace, isn't it? But yeah, as you say, it's the beauty of the Premier League. For, lo- for long, long periods of time, we've always, we as English-based football fans have always stated that the Premier League's uniqueness, almost key selling point is that anyone on the day can beat anyone. Mm-hmm. And the proof in the pudding for that will start <clears throat> since our last our last episode, obviously, clock on top, um, where we congratulate Liverpool on being worthy title winners. Very, very much so worthy title winners. Um, it was it was hinged mainly on the fact of, you know, I didn't think that Chelsea would have beaten City and they went out and did it and they did it quite well as well. And then we were looking at different things around Tottenham, who then went and beat Everton. Ironic. We've called out <laughs> Mikel Arteta recently. He seems to be getting a bit more of a tune out of his defensive line. However, you will have noticed that you pointed out David Luiz is an absolute nightmare unless he's in a back three. Mm-hmm. What is Arteta switched to? Back three. So is he just looking at the problem and thinking, well, actually, Luiz becomes an asset if I throw him in there. So, yeah, I'm going to have to change my ethos. Is he changing his ethos to suit his players? Um, is for me, that's good management because he's gone. He's found a way around. I'm not he's gone. This it. is what I've got. This is what will get me from point A to point B, and then we'll address it in the summer. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing a Frank the Ball coming in and going, this is how we play, and you know, deal and with it. And there is no other way. Yeah. And then eight games in, getting told. But then he's given David Luiz another year, so he must be looking at. Is he going to be covered, or is he going to look at changing the system? Because it seems to be working from a defensive point of view. It's getting them, it's getting them more positive results. They look a little bit more assured out of possession. They're filling the right spaces instead of leaving gaps. And the two centres that are either side of Louise don't get dragged as far. It seems to work with them in there anchoring. I don't know whether it'll be a long-term thing or not, but obviously time will tell. But yet, as you say, a lot has changed since. Well, since our last couple of uh, since, episodes, since since we congratulated Liverpool, they lost four 0 to City the mm-hmm. night we recorded. Mm-hmm. Then they've beaten Villa two 0 which was, you know, they got there. I would say given, but yeah, yeah. And then Wednesday they'd be Brighton three one. So you know they're just they're 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 just seeing it through i mean look when they beat brighton on wednesday they became the quickest team to ever reach 30 wins oh it's impressive so we we you know we we're, we're getting there but i've seen this with mm. chelsea and this is before we've even won it i think um the second time we won it under jose we could have won it like for like four games in a row and it took like a 1-0 win versus palace with a penalty mm. to get it over the line you know like you get yeah, there it's but... like that doesn't it sometimes sometimes it's a slog mm. And particularly with the, with the circumstances, like we've all said, we've all held our hands up. That me and you've said it on on episode as well. That if coronavirus hadn't hit, they'd have won it time ago because of the yeah. the effort that they'd gone through and the the form that they were in. The break done them no favors. Um, don't get me wrong, still come back and got the job done, but it's done them no favors. Um, they looked a little bit a little bit heavy against us uh, when we played the Goodison. 
they looked a little well obviously they looked a lot lethargic against City but that's because they were out on the aisle let's be honest <coughs> but, but even against what? sorry do, go on no do you know what like because I like I, that's the, the joke that's being made do you think that was it because they were back in training the next day I think it takes its toll yet if you're if you're the kind of athlete that is as dedicated as as uh, Klopp demands that they are um, and you don't drink and you do stick to your diet and your regime's the same and then you come off it for three months and then you go back into that environment and and you allow yourself a night off where you do have a few beers, a couple of glasses of Prosecco and stuff and it, it will take its toll on you, yeah. Equally, City played absolutely outstanding in that game um, and the proof is in the pudding again in terms of intensity. So when they went and played Villa on Sunday, Sunday gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they played Villa. Wasn't a great game. They looked lethargic again, but I think that's because the rhythm's been disrupted. I don't think that's anything else. I don't think there's anything to read into it too I, much. I think because they, they they got the job done when they came back. Mm. And I'm starting to wonder if, and I might be reading in this too much. For me, the big the interesting thing is they have got left, if you bear with me two seconds, they have got Burnley tomorrow, yeah. Saturday. Then they've got Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Then they've got Chelsea, and then they've got Newcastle. I want to see how they do against Arsenal and Chelsea. And that's no disrespect to Burnley. I mean, Burnley will be a tough game anyway. I want to see how they do in all four, but mainly as in against Arsenal and Chelsea because they're the two teams closest to City. Um, you know, if they get slapped around a bit, mm. it's going to kind of set a tone. And I'm starting to wonder if after two plus years, but mainly two years of absolute slog, grind and hard work. Now that they finally got it over the line, they've, it's just that, you know, letting the pressure out, they've deflated. Mm. It's kind of like done. It's done now. And that's where for me, there seems to be a lot of noise coming out that they're not going to try and sign anyone. I've seen a story this morning. I was just going to build on that. Um, that the Athletic put out. Um, yeah. And they basically said that, that Neko Williams coming through. Um, Curtis Jones getting minutes as well. It's not Klopp going to the kids, taking the foot off the gas. It's Klopp reiterating the fact that he doesn't feel he needs to go out and spend big in the summer. Mm. That a rebuild isn't needed yet. No. However, I think it'd be quite easy, and I'm not saying you're doing this, by the way, before you start. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm messaging me while we're recording. Stop talking, David. We're not, we're not slating them, we're not. No. Saying, oh, the wheels are falling off because they got beat 4 0 by City. No, Christ, no. City could rock up and beat most teams 4 0 if they really want to, if they turn up on the day. Well, they've just beat Newcastle 5 now. There you go. But I think complacency, I'm not sure. I think I'm trying to find the right way of describing it. Because City had beat them 4 0 and beat them so comprehensively, and then Villa lost 2 0, but didn't lose. Didn't lose badly. They, they showed how to get at Liverpool. Uh, Brighton mm. have obviously scored against them. Before the, before the break, they looked invincible. They'd lost one game all season. They drew, I think, two or three. They were yeah. absolutely flying. They were, they were a beast, an absolute monster of yes. football. They were just rolling teams out the way for fun. And yeah. they were like, this is never end. And they were an absolute powerhouse juggernaut style type of football. Mm. Since the break, and I know it's hit everybody, so form has gone out the window, but since yeah, the break, you look at you look at Leicester and, and yeah, exactly, yeah. So since the break, they've come back in and they've got the job done. Mm-hmm. Just they've they've tiptoed through it. 
But I'm I'm starting to wonder and look and think now. The likes of your Chelsea's, for example. Yeah. Um, Man United. Yeah. Man City, definitely, because they do not like the way Liverpool have treated them this year. No. The way that they've just absolutely brushed over them. Leicester. Even Spurs or Arsenal will fancy it. Wolves. We'll all be looking now, thinking they can be got at. They can be beaten. And if we can beat them, and they can beat them, and another team beats them, then all of a sudden it's not an insurmountable challenge next year for them, for somebody to get close. For me, the, the City game, you can't really take, you have to take some notice in it, but you can't really take that much notice in the sense of, do you remember how, like I always think of, you know, when Chelsea played you earlier in the season mm-hmm. and you yeah. sacked Marco Silva. Yeah. And then Duncan. it was Duncan's first game and it was like, you, you're you going to win this game. It's actually an irrelevance what's going to happen. You are always going to win this game because it's that new manager bounce thing. And yeah, then, well, yeah. you know, you come out and beat us and I'm like, great. For me, it was, they were playing the team that they'd just taken the title off. Like, you you know, the first game back in, the team yeah. have just taken the title off. They've got to give them the, the guard of honour. They're going to go want to go out and put on a performance. Liverpool are on that first game out of that deflation of, we've finally done it. Yeah. And I think them beating them, you can kind of go, I think 4-0 is a surprise, but I'm not like looking at it too. I'm more interested to see, let's say how it pans out. And that's why the Villa game, when I was like, they've kind of got over the line here. Mm. Brighton are a good team, but they have done the job. You know, maybe they'll start picking up a bit of form again. But the point I wanted to go off with the transfers was it's so important to strengthen Mm. when you're in the position of, you know, power or on the top, because you need to inject some, voices into the changing room that haven't won it yeah and still want to win it that's what Chelsea were doing you know we win a title it's like right go buy Michael Essien go buy people who want to win who haven't won yet yeah well the point is is if you put yourself up on that pedestal you're something for everybody else to aim for so shots are going to come Liverpool only break the records they're breaking now because City have set them, as we've discussed. So you're completely right yeah. in that sense. They've got to, the records have got to be set to be beaten. If Liverpool break them all, you'll know that have Pep Guardiola go in right. I'm they not broke our that. I want it back. I want it back. Yeah. Let's get it. You know, let's get the ball rolling. No, that, that, but that will 100% be the uh, the mindset and the ethos of I think most teams. And I'm going to say this as a football fan to you, Jack. Okay, and I need your football <laughs> fan response, not your Chelsea. I look at Chelsea and I, I see a coming of age almost. You've got Tammy, Mason, Callum Hudson, Adoy, Pulisic, oh my word. Um, Reese James. Reese James, yeah. Tomori, if he doesn't get loaned out for some inexplicable reason. We'll get onto that. Yeah. Um, I, I look at your team there and I think, right, okay, that's a lot of young, good talent that. Performing now, and if anything, overperforming, given the conditions that they're playing in, in terms of a lot of them are getting the first season in the Premier League as full-time professionals. Yes. You're going you're to get 30 games in the belt, go out and deal with it. Um, and then you've gone out early, and you've got Timo Werner in, you've got uh, ZH yes. coming in. From what I've read today, I sent you a post on Kai Havertz. He's mm. going to Bayer Leverkusen this week um, and telling them, get me the move. I only want to go to Chelsea. Apparently him and Timo Werner are in constant contact. So Timo's obviously gone across and gone, look, this is what's happening here. Young manager, progressive manager, knows what he wants. Board going to back him. Got young players everywhere. We've got established professionals in the club anyway. Something's going to happen here. Um, 
you go inside Havertz as well, and you sprinkle that little bit of magic in the middle, take Barkley out. Not better. Uh-huh. Do you know what? Do you know what? He's, do you know what? Past few games really stepped up, but we'll get on to that. Carry on. You go and sprinkle that little bit of magic in the midfield, and you work out a way to play. And I'm not sleeping, Frank. Obviously. No, 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 no. Work no. out a way to, to put those pieces together in, into Havertz and Ziyech and Werner and say, right, you you are my you are my forward-thinking players. Werner's going to stand out up top. Ziyech, Hudson-Odoi or Pulisic, whoever it is, as well as Havertz, you just find a way to make it work in that top end. A little bit of cohesion from them, a little bit of freedom. You could, be, you could have something really, really special here, but you've got to get rid of of Kepper. Ah, oh, I know, I know. You are not going to win a title with Kepper in goal. I know. That, the uh, the Zaha goal, have you seen it? Yes. It's, uh... It wasn't in the top corner, so I expect the keeper to be able to get something on it. Don't get me wrong, is it hard? He's hit it true. I know, and but he's hit it early. even if it was going in the top corner, he should get it. Like, it's that far out. I also yeah. agree, by the way, he should have been closed down, but for the for the sake of Kepper, it's like your, your goalkeeper. He's just Pickford. He's just got a clangor in him. Mm. It, you just sat there going, "It's just what is it today?" It, honestly, it's like you know when Real Madrid played Liverpool in the final and they just had a shot and Carrius. You sat there going, "Will yeah. this one go in?" And you can sit there and look at Kepper and go, "Have a shot." I'd honestly, if I was playing against Chelsea, I'd be like, "Shoot on test, 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 yeah. test." I would put the ball under the bar from every corner as well because you can't deal with crosses. He doesn't know whether it's he, like he can't stick decide. Twist. He can't decide whether he's coming or staying. And then when he gets there, it's like he decides just as it's about to get him. Oh, am I punching this or catching it? Mm. He doesn't go, right, I'm coming out and catch it. Like Petacek would be like, I'm coming out and catching this ball. Or I'm staying here and Terry should be dealing with it. I mean, they already knew. But Kepa, it's kind of like, yeah, go on, I'll come out. Oh, I've ran into Rudiger. Oh, oh it's gone in. Oh, I'll That's shout at someone else. Yeah, yeah, I'll shout, I'll shout someone else. But uh, let's talk about Chelsea, yeah. Obviously, last week I was way more. I was a bit down because we thrown the opportunity. <laughs> if we thrown the opportunity away to go third, and as things stand right now, we're third because we've gone out and beaten Watford three 0 Now I appreciate Watford are down near the bottom, and then we've scraped. And I will be. We have scraped a three two against Palace. Yeah, Pulisic has come out of lockdown on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at the start of the season. Obviously, we signed him in the January of last season, but he came in this summer. The he wasn't playing a lot, and Frank Lampard was getting a lot of stick of oh, there's this fifty million pound player sitting on the bench and he's not getting played. What Frank Lampard doing? And you know this is coming from people that haven't managed a football club before, and everyone's got their reasons. He's bedded him in. Lockdown appears to have done him the world of good. He's come back in. He's sort of cemented his place in the team now, and he's changed. You know, in these last three games, the City game, sorry, then the West Ham game, then the Watford game, and his goal against uh, Palace. Absolute belt. And he's 21, 22. Quality. He's changed his physicality if you have a little look at him as well. Yeah. Lockdown, he's decided to put a bit of mass on because I think he may have been getting a little bit bullied. You see the pictures of your lad. What's his name? Anthony Gordon. Yes. You've seen the before and after of him in lockdown. Yes. And now all of a sudden, Carlo's picking him. Yeah. Like it's not, I think, a lot of players in this lockdown that have sat there and gone, hang on, do you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this time to really. You know, obviously they're athletes, they train anyway, but they've Evolve. not sat there and gone, yeah, they've sat there and gone, do you know what, let's, Anthony Gordon's now getting back in, Pulisic is, is up there. 
you look at certain other players we won't you know go into it that haven't handled lockdown as as well it would appear mm. seem to be suffering as a result but yeah i'm glad tammy came on and scored because despite the fact that he's got 13 14 premier league goals he's getting a lot of stick 14 now in his maiden season yeah and he's getting a lot of stick for cuz he has got he start like we said he started very well and then it kind of came off but to be honest he was the entire the entire What's the word I'm looking for? It was all hanging on him to score. He was the focal point. That's the one. He yeah. was the focal point. So Everything it's all, hang, it's all hanging on his shoulders. The Giroud contract as well was ongoing. So you're like, is Olivier going to get in? Is he, When he gets in, is he going to be asked? You the know, it's been such a good signing. No, no, he's, he's a quality player, but because that was hanging over and yeah. you think, well, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You couldn't depend on him, unfortunately, as where mm-hmm. now you've got him. You've got, sorry, you've got... Abraham and you've got Giroud, who you know you can go to to try and grab your goal. Incoming yeah. Werner only yep. assists that again. And Michi will get moved on. Um, oh my God, Michi Batshuayi still at Chelsea. Yeah, he was on the bench the other day. Jesus Christ! But yeah, he'll get moved on. Werner comes in. Giroud, um, Giroud's link-up play is just fantastic. The he's constantly popping up with a goal. What did you think of when Gary Cahill went down? Did you have any issues with it? I'm carrying on. No, good. Um, no, I didn't either, obviously. But I was just, I'm just curious. There didn't seem to be. I thought when it happened, I was like, oh, here we go. It's going to go absolutely off on, you know, not that it's got any relevance, but social media. But no, there didn't seem to be any no. drama behind that. Yeah, look, our defense is the main issue here. Mm. Um, and you touched on it before. There's been rumors of Tamori going to West Ham on loan in order for us to get Declan Rice. Yeah. Now, Declan Rice used to play at Chelsea at the academy. His best mates were Mason Mount. It's, you know, it makes quote-unquote sense. It would cost a lot. I'm not convinced by him still. Although he's I think a raw he would talent. Tell, yeah, he's a raw talent. He's baseball. He's, he's in and amongst this mix we've got now. If, if Frank Lampard and Jody Morris and that can get a tune out of him the same they've done with the rest of them, then I haven't got an issue with it. But Tomori going the other way, no. I actually don't see it happening either. I, it, w- it would surprise me. Is Tomori going to want to play in the Championship? Oh, God. I know. That, that's, oh. a, that's potentially what's happening. The sweetener would be, if West Ham go down, Declan Rice isn't going to want to stick around in the Championship. And his cost would probably come down a little bit. But equally, trying to convince Tomori, oh, by the way, this is the next stage of development after you've already played X amount of games this year. We're going to leave Christensen then even though he's a liability, and we're going to let you go on loan to a championship club. He's it, going to look at that and go, bollocks, see you it, later. It sounds like, it just sounds like paper talk to me. I don't think they're going to be letting Tomori go. Tomori, James, they're quite important to the back line. I think it's um, key, yeah. I think if someone like Declan Rice comes in, that's kind of like looking at moving a Canty or a Jorginho on. Mm. Well, Jorginho uh, was apparently, well, today I was looking, he's been linked with um, Juventus. Surprise, surprise. I mean, who's he, their manager? <laughs> Sorry. And who signed him for Chelsea? <laughs> Sorry. Where did they sign him from? Napoli. When who was managing there? Sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's not a surprise. No. The I'm honestly surprised it didn't happen already. Look, he, he did well when he came on against Palace. Mm. He controlled he did he did control the game and he did stabilise it because we were under it. Mm. However, if they are gonna go and sign other midfielders and other defenders to strengthen it, he is gonna become more and more of a um you know, unnecessary. Yeah, and that's a, that's that's a transfer fee you could get big, and that's a a wage you can get off the the bill. So, 
I wouldn't be that bothered if he went. The Very defense much. and the, the defense and the goalkeeper is the the big area. You get that. that you out. get that result. I think you'll honestly make a heavy push next season. I think City are going to have to spend big. Uh, they still haven't addressed company leaving. John Stones is not the answer for them. John Stones, I really rate. We had him at Everton for a few years, and I thought he was absolute silk on a bun. He was superb, honestly. He was an absolute Rolls Royce of a player. But he's gone to he's gone to a big club, and he's gone under a manager who demands perfection. And unfortunately for for John Stones, he's not perfect all the time. So they're going to have to go out. And they're going to have to buy for me two centre halves. You've got to be competitive. The thing. Um, sorry, go on. No, no, I was going to say, the thing with City is, you can, I've got the table up here, they're second on 69 points. Yeah. We're now third on 60. Right. We've lost one more game than them, mm. and we've drawn three more than them. So that's the difference. Mm. We've lost one, and we've drawn three. However, our goal difference is plus 17, theirs is plus 52. Yeah, And theirs is higher. Now, I know they've just won a 5 nil and a 4 nil, mm. which is obviously thrown up. They've got a better goal difference than Liverpool now. We're on 49. However, I'm still standing by the point if Laporte doesn't get injured, this title race is a lot closer. And if Liverpool lose Van Dijk, they're in exactly the same position. It's He's that crucial, and I agree with you, they need two. They need someone to go alongside Laporte. Yeah, and go, they need someone like, to back up Laporte. And then, and then a younger one that can, you know, kind of c- come up with them. What, Garcia's John is there, with, isn't he? Garcia's Garcia there as well. Garcia's not a bad player. Otamendi out. He's got to go. He's a liability. I've never raised that man. Fernandinho's good cover, but they need solid centre backs that can sit. Yes. They, like, like you say, um, Liverpool have got Van Dijk, Gomez, Matip, and then Lovren's kind of that fourth one. Yeah, yeah. They need a yeah. Laporte, an X, a Y, and a and Garcia. Garcia is coming up. Mm. They could move Stones on. Obviously, they want Holgate, which would be a good signing. But ideally, you want Holgate and Stones together. Mm. Well, Big McKean has come out of lockdown absolutely he flying. has done very well. Absolutely flying. Apart from his own goal against Tottenham, but he could do absolutely nothing about I that. Can't, you know, that him from three yards. That, 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 that's one of those own goals where you're like, yeah, well, it's a freak, an absolute freak. It hits. Keep, you couldn't blame the keeper. You couldn't blame Michael Keane. It's just one of them. But <laughs> um, no, he's, he's been flying since he's come out. I wouldn't mind seeing him and Holgate. It was just talk of us moving Mina on. Um, and I would. Somebody else saying, I've got no problem with that, to be honest. I mean, I don't mind Yeri Mina. He's a bit of a character. Um, he is tall. He can play. He's a ball He's a ball playing centre-half. But um, he's another one who can be a little bit... Yeah, but you, you signed him. A bit him. over the top when, when he's playing. You, you signed him because he scored like 78 goals in the World Cup for Colombia from corners. Yeah, that's that's all we used to hear. And, um, oh, he's look, look at him from corners. Look at him for Colombia again and again and again. And Harry Kane's got a golden boot as well. You know, it was asked. Oh, let but, it go, man. I was. You know what? I literally after we said that, I was uh, when I was watching them play. You, I went. I'm having a look at this golden boot, and I went on the World Cup wiki, and I was like, two against Armenia or whoever it was, and da, 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 da. I was like, terrible golden boot. Five of them are penalties. I'm not having it. But your your game against them was absolute garbage. But I think that says this isn't a Tottenham bashing, but I think that says more than about Tottenham than it does it um, about you. Well, I, me and you discussed it, didn't we, after the game? Yeah. And I said, as disappointing as we were, we seem to have this black hole in midfield where people just seem to get dropped in and disappear. Now I'm not, I'm not going to slate individuals. Well, I am. I'm going to slate individuals. Fuck it. Here we go. <laughs> Gilfie Sigurdsson, useless, absolutely. Useless. He didn't put a single tackle in in the 72 minutes he played. Not one 
tackle, which tells me he hasn't pressed the ball with any conviction once in 72 minutes as a Premier League professional footballer. Bullshit. Move him on. I'm not asked about losing the money. Get him gone. Where's Andre the play, Gomez. Where's the play aside from Swansea? Bear with Ashley Williams moved in no, on as well. No, Gilfie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, he never turned up. He's never turned up. I know, he had, he had he's a, a He's a number 10 and we're playing 4-4-2. I'll give him that. He started but well. He, but he Go should on. still be able to play centre-mid or wide left as, as, a, as a cam at the very, very latest. Uh, he's latest. got the boil. The very, very least, anywhere in the final. Day. He should be able to do something. He's just shite, mate, honest to God. He goes missing far too often. Andre Gomez, I'm not going to sleep because he had a horrific injury. And then as he was coming back, lockdown hit. So he was like, oh, and all momentum was lost. Yeah. So he's basically starting again. But yeah. even he only put one fucking challenge in. Tom Davis. He divides opinion between every Evertonian because we want him to do well because he's a local lad. He's got 100 appearances now for Everton. Mad, eh? I didn't realise that until I seen it the other day. 22 yeah. years of age. 10, That's 22. Got mad. his 100th appearance. And you're like, Wow. Is there something there? I mean, Carlo Ancelotti's not playing him because he's shit. He's got other options within the squad that he can drop in. All right, they're not great options. But if he was that bad, he could drop them in. But he likes Tom Davis. Well, there's a reason Anthony Gordon's getting games ahead of Moyes, Keane and Bernard. Yes, there is. Like, it's telling. Yes, And the, the same is. would be happening to Tom Davies with someone exactly. else. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, it will be. Oh. He's got to go. It's the, one of the worst signings ever. That's no a offense. Marcel Brand signing. And, and, and your mate fans, Lord, well he waved at me who was there who was it who was there me was it you oh it was yes. you wasn't it yeah we were back in fan and uh, he waved at me I didn't even ask him to but he waved at me because you know we're busy now uh, but no that's a Marcel Brand signing and Everton fans lord over Marcel Brands is this Messiah he's going to come in he's going to do X, Y and Z he's got these contacts and, and don't get me wrong he's made some great signings but some of them have been questionable as well. But our midfield just goes missing, mate. So watching us against Tottenham to get back on point, <clears throat> I said to you, we weren't great. However, if Tottenham's the project that we were aspiring to and we were like a couple of years down the line, you can piss off, I don't want it. We touched on Mourinho in the last mm-hmm. episode um, and I said about him being quite happy with a scruffy 1-0 and he'll get men behind the ball and he won't lose. There it was. And there it was. The proof was in the pudding. He got a scruffy one goal. And he was like, that'll do us. Don't go forward too often. Harry Kane looks lost under him. Looks lost under him. And I know Jose sat there a few weeks ago and he was like, Didier Drogba, Ronaldo. And he listed all these players he was played under. They've scored this amount of goals, that amount of goals. Oh, and a guy called Zlatan. And you're like, yeah, fair enough, mate. We get it. You've been handed jobs that were way above your station. Now money messing. Wow. No, 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 no. Money messing. Money messing. Looking for the rise. Um, we get it, you've, you've, you've managed some fantastic players and I would say probably the best striker he's ever worked with as an absolute striker would be Didier Drogba. Yeah. I'm not just saying that to blow smoke up your ass, but the man was a beast. Um, the, the thing with, just quickly, I, dead quick, the, the, the myth that it's all defensive, all defensive, all defensive is a nice, easy narrative that people like to spin. I need, to write, so, I need to write something, I need to talk about something. Oh, Jose's this carry it on is. however oh. it's starting to get to the point where well, the myth is right. becoming a reality yeah, which is you watched you know, that game didn't you the Everton yeah. Spurs game tell yeah. me he wasn't defensive minded do you know what I'm petrified of coming away with the draw I have always do you know what it's like I've always said and again this might be considered biased because he's been our manager twice and it's been very successful 
key point being it's been very successful. I do not look back at those title wins and go, oh, yeah, we won the league. But do you remember when we parked the Boston one, one nil, 18 times? Yeah, that was yeah, crap. He's not, he's not winning a title at Tottenham. Exa- no, exactly. But the point is, he has got to get Tottenham. Like, if he, he walks out of your game with three points. He did. And if he goes for it and it's a draw, he walks I, out. I, of I, I know points. what you're saying. I get what you're saying. However, they've come out of lockdown. They've drawn 1-1 with United and everyone goes interesting when you look at united now that's actually quite a good result yeah you know when you give it they've beat west ham 2-0 who we lost to I mean, they've 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 lost well except us they've literally except us <laughs> literally except us twice they've um they've lost 3-1 to sheffield united mm. you know controversial goal aside or not and then they beat you 1-0 it's very meh yeah there's but not that, much going on there. But Harry Kane looks lost. Do you know what, though? But, like, again, and I've said this, and, I'm, and I don't want this to be a Tottenham slash Harry Kane bashing session. However, he always goes missing. Harry Kane's constantly... I constantly watch a game with Tottenham, and it might just be because it's the big games. I don't know, but I watch... If Tottenham are on, I'm watching them. The amount of times I go, oh, yeah, Harry Kane's playing. Mm. Like, it's actually obscene Like where I'll go, oh, yeah, he's on. Champions League final. Um, bits and bobs here and there. Oh, yeah, Harry Kane's on. As where you look at the likes of City and you can't not notice Aguero or same Jesus because they're constantly impacting. Same with Firmino, constantly impacting. You go and watch Chelsea, you'll see Tammy or Giroud because they're constantly impacting, doing something. Kane, as you say, drops far too deep one time. He'll then go wide the next and then he'll come into the box late or he'll come in early and... And he's never, he's never consistently involved enough to be noticed. But for some reason, his goal record is fantastic. Is the I was, I was jo- this is a joke. I was joking with my mates the other day. I was like, I, I don't really like. I was like, I don't really rate him in one aspect, but you have to rate him as a goal scorer. I said, however, Chikorita was a goal scorer too. Now that's a joke. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think they'd be better off if they sold him. Yeah, I still think he's the, he's the main asset, and yeah, if they get. Big silly money, which I can't see them getting now. Uh, but if they got big silly yeah. money, I, would, uh, I wouldn't blame them for moving them on and, and reinvesting, to be completely honest. But that's not my decision to make. And as a as an Everton fan, I'm not really asked what Tottenham do either. I mean, looking at you here, let's see how you've done since you've come out of lockdown. You started with the derby, did you? So it's a nil-nil against Liverpool. Yeah. Good, but good result. Result of the season. You <laughs> <laughs> beat uh, Norwich 1-0. Yeah, that Michael Trap game. Goal. But yeah, yeah. game. Beat Leicester 2 1, which is a very good result. However, is it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it is a it very was, good it was result. A, it was a good then, game. Consi- it was yes. a good performance. But considering they came out of lockdown. <laughs> yeah, they were shite, really. I mean, you got that penalty in that Leicester game, which we said we don't really. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I could have seen it going out of the way, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. And then you've lost to Spurs 1 0. Mm. So you've not done bad. Very meh. Very met. I mean, where are you in the table? You're eleventh. Eleventh. Not eight. You're six, you're, you're six points off eighth, which might get you Europa League football, depending on how City uh, works out. Honestly, don't want it. See, honestly, I don't I, want it. I think, I, I think it's too early on the project. I think it'd be better to have a season just focusing on the league. I really do. Season on the league, everything at the League Cup and the FA Cup, and just go for that. Honestly, if I was Everton, Tottenham, and Arsenal, I'd 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 throw it. 
I really would. Arsenal are sitting in the eighth at the moment, which might get you it. I'd honestly just let Wolves, Sheffield United, Burnley, mm. Man United, Leicester, whoever, have it. Think of what that would do for the brand, though, for for the likes of Tottenham and Arsenal. Say, oh, we haven't got European football, but Sheffield United and Wolves have. Do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what though? And I, I get what you're saying because this is a bit different when we didn't, we haven't had it in Chelsea because Leicester's and Wolves and Sheffield United weren't around there. But I think in a as we go further down the line, that'll matter less if they stick around. But when Chelsea haven't had your, I remember that first year we dropped out of the top four, and I was like, it's over. It's a bit. It was a fun ride. And then it turned out to be absolutely irrelevant. And were you putting when, your sissy shirt back on? I was like, is that how close you were? Where is it? <laughs> then um, when Jose got sacked the second time and we finished like 10th or whatever it was, and we didn't have it, it was like, oh my God, again. And then we won the league the following year because it's all we had to focus on. It's not necessarily the worst position to be in mm. because you just, you know, logically have less games to play. When everyone else is playing on a Wednesday, you're just like, I'll see you Sunday. Yeah, rest. You know, I'm not saying Tottenham and Arsenal are going to go in the league, but if they want to get back in that top four and they're just on their own, they've yeah. just got to concentrate on the league and maybe win a cup, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's important for Jose to get something over the line. It's yeah, important it's for true. everyone to get something over the line. I'm not just trying to put it all on him, but... In well, that was the whole topic, he... wasn't it? So that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. But I don't know, I mean, like we're saying, we're looking at the table here, you've got Chelsea are now in third. So I was I was crying last week that we'd thrown it away, and now we're third again. We're, yeah, we're it's called crying it in. Yeah, and I'm not ashamed of it. If Man United have won tonight, beating Villa, which I imagine they will, I, I can imagine uh, United Villa. Yeah, so Thursday night, yeah, let's see United let, winning that. Let's let's say they won yesterday. They are a point behind Leicester. Wow, and you know that's that 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 it really is looking like some, now that it, form it, it's really looking like now that they will uh they will pip them to it which is it's a it's such a shame and you're wondering it did lock down it's not it, it's going to be annoying that it is an excuse but it is it is a reason to say did that kill Leicester's form mm. and again I'm looking at that final day where man united will play leicester mm. and you've got wolves and we've got Wolves. Imagine if Man. Imagine if we've secured third. Pray, and it's Man United Leicester final game of the season. Winner gets Champions League football. Oh my God! And then City get banned, and the loser both... of that game gets it anyway. They get it anyway. <laughs> right. I want to touch on this. Go on, if we can. Red cards. Oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I'm going to go straight in. Eddie and Ketia was uh, red card for Arsenal this week. Yes. Do you agree with it? At the start, do not, do not dare say to me, but then I lost the game. I'm yeah, asking yeah, yeah. your opinion as a football fan. Should he have been sent off? Right. The problem, do you know, uh, this, when I first seen it, I went, yeah, I get that. And then yeah. you've seen the subsequent tackles that have mm. happened throughout the week, and I'm going, yeah. where's the consistency? Well, there isn't any, despite the fact we've got technology that is supposed oh. to rule it out. Well, th- well, this is the problem, though. It's all right having the technology there to show you the replay, but it still opens a human interpretation. Well, that's exactly the point, isn't it? Humans are operating the technology. And they are error-prone. It's just how it is. It, it's... In, case, in case he was sent off, this was against Arsenal, uh, sorry, against Leicester, for anyone who wasn't sure. Um, he came on, he got yellowed, and then he got a straight red um, for the tackle, which... On James Jester. 
when, when it slowed down, everything in slow motion looked more aggressive and, and yes. heartfelt. But in the, in the throws of a game, if you've ever played, watched or coached, um, you'll know that tackle's going. And sometimes you need a full a full blooded challenge to win the ball or to, to exert yourself into the game. He's a forward. Tackle's not going to be his forte. However, hmm. he had just been booked. And I, I think I think the correlation between getting his book and then less than two minutes later being sent off, I think the referee's gone, what have they booked you? What are you doing? Now it's a red card to you later. I think if he doesn't book him with the first one, the second one becomes a yellow. But in the same game, Jamie Vardy um, gets beaten to the ball by Mustafi. Yeah. Um, as Mustafi's fallen to the ground, Jamie, Fard- Jamie Vardy gets pushed to one side and falls. Now, with the benefits of slow motion, Vardy glances over his shoulder at where he's going to land and keeps his left leg, I believe it is, straight. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. bend it. Now, when you've played football, Jack, you know when you've fallen over, both legs usually bend as you impact. Yeah. He keeps one straight, and there's a straight boot, goes across Mustafi's face, who's left with a couple of puncture marks in his cheek yeah. um, and his, his temple of Jamie Vardy, which was looked at by VAR, and it was deemed, yeah, it's not a foul. But the more I look at it, the more Vardy looks at the man and leaves his legs straight when he mm. should be bending it as a natural fallen reflex. Why is he keeping his legs straight? It looks like he's... It, achieve? It, it, like you said, slow motion can look worse, but it looks like he's added momentum into it. It does. It looks like he's flung his leg around by keeping it straight. He's known if I hit him with it, now he's going to feel me. And maybe it's just a play from a striker who's a smaller striker against the big centre-half thinking, well, I'll leave some sort of physicality in here. So he knows he can't just push me over next time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, here's here's my issue with it. If that incident doesn't, and I know I'm playing with you know what's actually happened, but Enketia does his challenge, gets sent off. Which yeah. for those of you who don't know, his his legs quite high and it comes down on the the leg of of the knee of James Justin. James Justin, isn't it? Yeah, the right yeah, back. Yeah, the right back. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's coming high. It comes down on his knee and it pushes in. Now, if James Justin's legs planted. That can break. Yes. Yeah. Now, if that happens, the Jamie Vardy one doesn't happen, mm. and the Tarkowski one against uh, oh, we'll West Ham. Yeah. If that doesn't happen, if those two don't happen, we're not even talking about it. Yeah. It's a red card. I don't actually see that many people saying it's not. I think the issue at hand there is how's Tarkowski not been set off for the same thing? Well, how is Vardy's not clear? And the thing is. This is clear and obvious. He's come down on top. However, we've sat here just then and gone, well, Vardy, it looks like this, but as we slow it down more, it's starting to look like it's starting to look like, do you know what I mean? There's an, yep. in quote, quotation marks, an element of doubt. It's not clear and obvious. Even I know what you're saying. Swung his boot round and deformed someone's face. Yeah. I haven't got a problem with Nketiah's red. The Jamie Vardy ones made it more awkward, and then obviously the following day in a completely different game, it would be it would be the the the, the same week, the same yeah. kind of tackle. Now the Tarkowski one, it's coming, it's actually coming at it from the back, isn't it? He looks like he's tried to step over. Is it Jared Bowen? I don't know who the number seventeen is, but he's yeah, tried to step because I've got the picture. Here. He's tried to step over him, and then the West Ham players turned into it, so he's ended up catching him on the back. For those who may not have seen it, um, we'll put it out on our Twitter now. Um, we'll get it out there, have a little look, and obviously let us know in the comments what you think. But yeah, he seems to have stamped over. He's caught him on the, he's caught him just above the knee, and come down the side of his leg. Uh, it doesn't look pretty at all. 
at all. Um, he gets a yellow for it. He gets a yellow card, yeah, which is the mad thing. It is Jared Bowen. It is, yeah. It's the back of the leg. I'm watching it here just a second. It's great content. <laughs> he's tried to go. The ball's bounced, and he's tried to get his foot over it. Like I said, we'll put both on our Twitter. So go back and look at it. They would have gone up yesterday. The foot's come up and over, and he's caught him. He's mm-hmm. caught him. I don't think he's meant to hurt him in that way. He's tried to, if you've ever played and you're trying to shield the ball, I've done it lots of times where the ball's not been in my possession. I've got in front of the man and put myself between the man and the ball. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the basic ways to dispossess someone. Get in front, get yourself in between if there's some distance and then play it off. At the same time, Jared Bowen's gone to do the same thing and he's caught him. See, yeah. even, even even as I rewatch it, I'm, I'm viewing that differently to you and that's where interpretation comes in. Absolutely. Jared Bowen doesn't move his left leg towards the ball. If you watch it back, he doesn't move his leg towards the ball. Um, Tarkowski, yeah, he's trying to get his foot across the front, but the, yeah, Tarkowski's blatant fact is, to, yeah. the blatant fact is he's caught him on the top of his knee, on the outside top of his knee. So if he'd have impacted him any further than he did, because he's quite lucky it scrapes down the side of his leg. If it impacted whereby he'd got stuck in his knee, he'd have broken his leg. But yes. he got a yellow. And because he gets a yellow, VAR checks it. And they look at it and go, we, on-field decision, we'll go with that. Because for me, personally, I think, because it's a referee sat in a room with a computer, that referee's thinking, well, the last thing I want to do is show my colleague up or have him proven wrong. So I'll just say, yeah, yellow. He's dealt with it. It's fine. We move on. Do you know what the one difference for me is? And I've just watched them both there again. Tarkowski has... Come at Jared Bowen. Like you're saying, Jared Bowen, he's, he's not really turned. I've just watched it again. I get what you're saying. He's kind of moving straight. But Tarkowski's cutting him from an angle that's mm-hmm. the side, if not behind. Yeah. And Ketty is running straight at James Justin. Yeah, he's, yeah. They're looking each other eye in the eye, and he just comes down on the top of his leg. Because he's he's reached his leg out to try and get the touch of the ball, but then in the way he's brought it down, I don't think he's gone out to maliciously hurt him. No, no, I think he's gone out there to, to win the ball as firmly well, as possible. No, none of them have. but no. I don't believe James Tarkowski is that kind of player where he's thought I'm going to go and do him. Like you're saying, if you take all of this aside, the issue at hand is the interpretation. Yeah, and that and that's the error. It's, it's okay saying we've got computer technology behind this now. You know, we go to a screen and there's 25 angles and we can draw lines on the pitch. And you're like, who makes the decision? Oh, well, it's a human. Right, okay. So it's interpretation. It's exactly the same as the one on the pitch. So why do you need to come away to a studio with two or three referees in it with 85 cameras and monitors everywhere? Use the pitch side monitor and have another referee sat in the stand at the game and who goes, who's mic'd up and goes straight to the referee and goes, you've missed something there, you need to check the TV. And that referee then goes to the TV and goes, oh shit, yeah, that's a red card, that. What are you doing? Red card, off your pop. Well, he actually went to the screen for the Enketia red, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He but did, yeah. For, I think, and this is going to be slightly ironic with what happened in the first game, but the, the first bit of technology we brought in, in goal line technology, was flawless until they forgot to switch it on. But, <laughs> no, no, no. What they done was there sorry, was the camera eighteen players lined mm. around the goal uh, who blocked it, and the the cameras couldn't see despite us seeing it on Sky. But the I can't believe that I cannot believe they forgot to switch it on. Anyway, beside the point, that technology is not human based. It is a clear it's either over or it's not because yeah, of the lasers, yes no. the chips in the ball, and the cameras and whatever. This technology is still based on human interpretation. I think a lot of people sit there and go, that technology is flawless. 
So should this one. They're actually completely different. Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah. One is one's actually just aiding a decision. One is actually technology. Mm-hmm. One is more people. Yeah, one's absolute, and one is aiding to get to an absolute. I would absolute is open to interpretation, which is where the wavy line comes in. I agree with what you say. There should be whether they're in the ground or other. Is it Stockley Park? Yeah, but have someone there and go. Just, just get in the ear and go, Mike, Mike Dean. Go to the screen. Just have a look at this for me. Yeah, I think you should have a look at this. Break a play. Go have a look. And Mike goes over and goes. Do you know what? Actually, and it should still be Mike Dean's decision. Yeah, but you've got someone but it basically be helping him to get you've to that got decision. Someone, yeah, you've got someone overlooking it. Going, look, he's just in his ear while he's playing. He goes, Mike, look, that we think that's hit the hand there as it's gone into the box. Mm. Obviously, they're on the break now. The next break of play, go overlook, and Mike goes, all right, Sam goes and goes. Do you know, what? actually, Michael Keane's punched that out. We're going penalty. Or he goes, yeah. do you know what? That's hit it because that law's got to change if it touches any part of the hand. Because despite that being a law, if it hits the hand that anywhere on the pitch, it is a foul. That's still not being implemented, which was, remember the City-Liverpool game where it gets crossed in and it hits, is it Trent on the hand? Yeah. And it's not a free kick to City? Yeah. And you're like, it's not, but then that ball comes in, this isn't a Liverpool have won the title on VAR chant. But... Liverpool. Liverpool. <laughs> God's sake. And then that cross comes in and it hit Jesus's hand or Laporte's hand before it landed to Jesus. And, you know... Yeah. So even though that's an quote-unquote official law, that's open to interpretation. Of course it is. It's how you so want to view it. Give, and I, and I hate saying this because it, 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 it frustrates me when they're like, the referees have no power anymore. And you're like, they do. But there's this, no one really knows quite how to use this technology yet because you've got referees on the pitch. Players going up to the referee going, why has this been given? And he's going, I don't know. Like, they, it's ridiculous, they, isn't it? They should, like you're saying, have someone go, go have a look at that for me. Run up to the screen and go, do you know what? Yes or no? It, I'm sorry about this whole, I'm not having this whole, we're killing the game. We're, you know, we're slowing the speed down. It's taking too long. Enjoy your water break. Like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Not it, a fair doesn't, point. it doesn't slow the game down. If you, think, if you think about all the Premier League grounds that VAR gets used at, right, okay? Every one of those Premier League grounds will have a room spared that day. That isn't being used somewhere within that ground. There'll be a room that isn't being used, so dedicate it as a bar room. You, yeah, but you know why? So you can so you can put you can put somebody in there with two or three monitors if you want, and it'll be a referee. And you sit them in there and you go right. That's your room for VAR. You sit there when the decision's being made, and that way the decision goes from the on-field referee to a room in the same stadium where you can go. You've missed something. Blah blah blah. So it's not a Stockley Park, three hundred miles away, trying to make a decision. He's there. He's in the ground. So he knows this has happened and it's going to impact this guy who's only 300 feet that way. And it, it might make the process a little bit easier, but if you beam it 300 miles away to Stockley Park and you've got a referee who's so detached from the game, just watching it on TV, well, he can make any decision he wants. Right, so you know when he's in the stadium watching it on a, t- on a monitor? Yeah. I take it he's in a room that can see the game as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I was going to say, because otherwise, what's the... No, 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 no. I mean, I'm sorry. You, what I mean no, no, no. is, you can see the game. Got so you could sit him in the stand. Sit him in a press stand. Sit him in the sit press him stand. in a press box, out of the way where nobody can get around them. So you can't have like two press officers sat behind them. From oh, could you imagine that? The mail and the mirror. Do you know what I mean? Move them. Give them a yeah. monitor. Yeah. Have it blanked out so nobody else can see. And you're like, right, okay, this is me for the day. Headset on. Oh, Mike. By the way, 
just as you were running off oh. there, Yamalenko was left as, as booted. You know, I do like that. He's got the screen, but he can see he's in the game and whatnot. He's watching the game and he's got the screen. So he's got the ability to see something and go, oh, dead quick, rewind 10 seconds. That's a red, that. Bang. This is a red card. This mic on the headset. And he goes, is it? Yeah. Blows his whistle. He goes, VAR check. He goes up. He checks it again. He goes, yeah, it's a red, mate. He needs to go. And he goes, sound. Off you go. To play devil's advocate, can he be influenced by the crowd then? I know that any referee on the pitch can be then, can't exactly. So, is he supposed to be the independent, uninfluenced body? Yeah, yeah, but all referees are independent and uninfluenced. Like Dean, (laughs) you're right, you okay? Oh, yeah, can I get you a drink? Uh, no, because you're not here. Good point. The also, (laughs) you know, why it's in Stockley Park and not at every stadium, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they can't be influenced. No. I'm doing the money sign for those of you listening, which is everyone. Is that what that is? Money. Yeah, of course it is. Think about money it. Sign, much, think, is it, is it like the, the bowler one? Ah, yeah. yeah see, I did oh, the, yeah, yeah. you know. Because yeah. you're good with your money, you know how to do different money signs. But carry on. That's a myth. Yeah, it's got to be. Because they build one big studio, studio, whatever you want to call it, room. And then instead of having to do it 20 times. And then when everyone gets relegated, promoted, right, take it out of West Ham and stick it in, uh, you know, Leeds. Mm. Oh, it, it just goes from Stockley Park. It's the base. I suppose logistically it makes sense, but I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to pour more of a human impact on it in terms oh. of if you're actually there and feeling the game and you know, like I've, I've been, you've been to Goodison. I've obviously seen it all day. If a tackle is a red, the Evertonians will let. Let the referee know. We believe that's a red card. Influence. If you say that, if it's not and it's just a good tackle, equally, we won't just scream for a red. If it's a good tackle, it's a good tackle. Most Evertonians will go, nothing wrong with that play on. Specifically where I sit, I can only go on where I sit. I sit in the paddock on the corner by the uh, by the Gladys. Yeah. And if a tackle goes in and it's full blood and thunder and it's just a 50-50, I've not heard many Evertonians go, referee, man, and start giving loads. It's usually, well, hey, lads, it's honest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But obviously, yeah, it would be open to interpretation, so <laughs> it might not work. But I'm just trying to put more of a, take a human interaction and try and make it more human so that it actually gets dealt with properly. I think, I, I, I like it. But, you know, for the record, I'm a fan of the technology. Mm. Um, it and has that, helped. I think that's generational. Yeah, I, it has it has helped us get more correct decisions, but at the same time, it has raised questions on the actual game itself. I think, like yeah. like a lot of the a lot of the issues with VAR are actually issues with the law of the game. The offside rule is now the, from your office. When, when but when they're flagged offside because they're like they're um you know their fingers offside. Yeah, whatever it is. Or they're sorry, no, no. Rewind. If they're flagged offside because their toe is offside, mm. can you score with your toe? Yes. So is that offside? Yes. Now I agree, it's getting a bit ridiculous, mm. but that's the problem with the offside rule. Like I don't know what you think about it. There's obviously this argument of there's got to be clear daylight between the striker and the defendant. Now you imagine how easy that's going to be to do on VAR. That's going to be so easy. You just literally bring it up and go, "Is there daylight? Yep, it's offside." No, it's not. His arm was still level with his arm. Same as you do on a, a hundred meter sprint or whatever, you know, in the or, so, or, or you know, yeah. racing. The photo yeah. finish. You literally go photo finish. Who was in front the most? Bang, 
you in, you just go, is there daylight? Nope, move on. I, I would I would prefer that rather than, oh, if Tell was offside, rule that goal out. You're like, mm, yeah, but, you know. So, the lord of the game is you're offside if, with any part of your body you can score a goal with. So, yes. for example, from your shoulder, from past your armpit shoulder, the rest of the arm can't be offside because you can't score a goal with it. Yes. Okay? Um, but any part of your legs, ass, chest, head can be offside. Yes. I would prefer they said, right, let's say, for example, Harry Kane's going clean through and he's with Van Dijk. And as the ball goes, 90% of Harry Kane can be offside. But if his left leg that he's pushing off with is level with Van Dyke's legs, then for me, he's just been quicker off the start. But he's yes. still offside for me. So so just so make it daylight? Make it daylight, yeah. I honestly have an issue with it. In terms of the flag going up and it's offside, or is it Vars' decision and all that? Do you remember John Joe Shelby scored a goal earlier this season? I can't remember who it was against off the top of my head. Oh. But I remember... The ball was put forward, mm. it was chipped on. Shelby went through, the linesman lifted his flag, the goalkeeper stopped and pointed at the line to tell John Joe Shelby he was offside. John Joe Shelby shot and scored, they went to VAR, he was shown as onside, so yeah. the goal stood. However, as the flag went up, the referee didn't blow his whistle, so John Joe Shelby finished. I was watching this week, and I think it was, let me just double check the fixtures because I was watching specifically a game. And as you know, I've not been a huge fan of Project Restart. So I'll tell you which one it was. Uh, was Day one. Uh, game one. <laughs> no, it was um, Watford Norwich. I was having a nose here. Wow. Hang on. Hang on. I'm not a fan of Project Restart. I'm not watching the games, but I'll watch Watford Norwich. Relegation, relegation battle, mate. It was something interesting. So <laughs> I only watched it for like 10 minutes, but a ball went through and Welbeck went and he ran. And the Lionel put his flag up and the referee blew his whistle. And I was like, hang on. I thought you weren't supposed to. What are you doing? Are you going with an on-field decision here or isn't he meant to carry on? Yes. Score and then you go back and go, now was he offside? Because has that rule changed or have I missed something? No, it's not. Again, it's interpretation. It's like the Aubameyang goal against Man United earlier in the season. The the flag went up, everyone yeah. played on, he scored and then they went back to uh, VAR and they went, he was onside. Yeah. And that's where you sit there and you go, thank God for VAR. Yeah, that's where it works. Everyone's very quick. I'm not saying everyone, but you know, like the general consensus. They're very quick to go, VAR's crap, but never highlight when it's good. That is a good good moment for for VAR. Uh, For me, do you know what I find weird as well? You know, I've only played amateur football, but I very rarely saw a flag go up. And I play on the wing. I, I very rarely would like actually notice a flag up and then you'd hear the whistle and go, oh, the flag went up. Mm. Like, I, I, like, I don't have any problem with what John Joe Shelby did. No, no, no. That's the goalkeeper's fault. That's the defense's fault. Everyone's switching off. Again, the linesman's thought it's offside. Mm. He's gone flag. Do you think, again, we're changing the game here, but do you think it should get to the point where if the linesman thinks it's offside, you can't, I can't even, even when I'm saying this, it doesn't even make sense. But, you know, say in that situation, he thinks offside, he doesn't put his flag up. And then when the ball goes out of play, he then raises it. And that's when the ref goes. But, you know, I mean, that's where you're starting to drag things out of. But you've got, He's got to, to if he thinks it's offside, but you've got but to play on. But you're taught as a kid, play to the whistle. So if the referee decides, oh, the flag's gone up, so my, my linesman said it's off. He blows his whistle, he stops the game. That's what the whistle's for, that- to stop the game. That that's the big point there. Play to the whistle. I mean, you do it. We do it at amateur level. It used to wind me up when people wouldn't play to the whistle in amateur football. Like yeah. when it gets to professional football, you'd you'd think that would be drilled in by the point of. I mean, I know there's human instinct involved, but you would think it would be a bit more mm. drilled in. So. F- for me, the offside rule. 
like to the back to the point we were saying the offside rule, the handball rule. I think the laws of the game are the are starting to become the issue rather than the actual technology, and the technology yeah. is highlighting it. Like we've said about the coronavirus is highlighting bad businesses. Yeah. I think this technology is now going, hang on, this rule doesn't really make that much sense. But now that we've got the ability to quickly, because offside, what was offside? You're offside. Oh, it turns out he's actually not offside. Technically, there's a flaw with linesmen. Like, if you think about it, before technology ever came in, how many times were we saying, oh, my God, he got flagged offside and he wasn't? Or, oh, he wasn't flagged offside and he was? Yeah. So technology's now gone. Yeah. But now it's, technology... It's put, the, it's put the microscope on everything so that there's more focus, obviously. And the human editor is standing out. Um, like, I would be... I, I'm, I'm almost positive that we are getting more right decisions with technology than we are wrong ones. No, I, I agree with that. I think it's only there to help and benefit the game going forward, but it's got to be, as you say, the laws have got to then be looked at and go, right, well, if we're going to go into this microscopic minute detail, then we need a law that represents that. I also don't think it's a case of, because you could now make the argument of, oh, we're altering the laws of the game to fit the technology, just get rid of the technology. No. Well, no, that doesn't solve the issue. The no, no, but that's what people will say. If, you're, if mm. say we're, we're here sitting here saying, you've got to change the laws now. Mm, and yeah. you'll have people sit there and go, we're changing the laws of the game to fit the technology. Just get rid of the technology. It worked fine before. And you're like, no. <laughs> but this is at least in our opinion or my opinion. Yeah, yeah. The laws are being exposed. Yes. It's not, it's not about just change everything to fit the technology. You know, goal line technology is has the ball crossed the line or not? Yeah. We've, all seen, goals, yes we've, all, we've all seen goals that have crossed the line that weren't given. This technology gets brought in. It's it's more black and white to have a ball cross the line than it is for offsides and that because the rules are so difficult. Make yeah. it the the same way the ball has got to cross the whole line for it to be given. Make it there has to be the whole player has to be separated from the defender, striker the defender before it's offside. Yeah. Mirror mirror them. Mirror them in the sense of it's got to be there's got to be a line between them mm. before it can be given. And you watch, 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 watch offside. I mean, I'm not. This isn't me championing this idea. I'm almost positive it's Gary Lineker and people like that have been championing this for years. Make it daylight. I'm almost positive it's people like that on match of the day. But I, I it, it cut out all the palaver. bullshit. Yeah, cut out all the bullshit. No, it would. Anyway, back to your red card question. <laughs> Only asked <laughs> if Nketiah was a red order. <laughs> he. I, I I don't know. I you got any more thoughts on it? Yeah, I don't think it was a red. I think of the speed of the game, the conviction they both went in with. I don't think it's a red. No, but I can see why it would be. Again, it's that interpretation, and the and the professional referee will, will almost certainly have more insights into it than I have. But sitting looking at it, I was like, I don't think that's a red. But I think the first yellow hasn't helped. It's the time in between the two. I think that's where the referee is going to matter up with this, get him off. Yes, I think that, I think, that I, will have influenced it. I think if the first, I think if the red card challenge is his first challenge, it's a yellow and it's staying weird and sort your head out. I mean, you want to talk about football's forever going to be influenced outside. If you want to talk about a referee being influenced, think of the uh, the 2010 World Cup final when uh, De Jong karate kicks uh, Xabi Alonso. Oh is, my is those god. Who, uh, like within the first few minutes, and then Howard yeah, Webb, yellow in the chest, yellow card, and you're thinking, is he influenced? Everyone always says, was he influenced by the occasion? Does sending someone off early on ruin the game? Plus, was the fact there were so many Premier League players in the squads. Was he was he, quote unquote influenced? 
you look at the um, will he ruin the game? You know, quote unquote. I mean, you look at the last Champions League final. That penalty is given away against Spurs really early on, seven minutes is it or something? Yeah, that ruined the game. For there was a neutral. For neutral, I mean, regardless of what some people's opinion is, it's ruined the game. Was it a penalty? It wasn't. You know, it was contentious. Mm. You know, no one was influenced at that point when it hit the hand penalty. You know, someone could have sat there and gone. Mm, it, it's not really sure. Do you know what? It's early and, you know, it might kill the game. Do you know what? I won't give it. That that could yeah. have easily gone the other way. And, it, and yeah, yeah. we always say it's down to human interpretation. I think we've got to adapt the laws. And like I think what you've said with the VAR is really good to to make it easier. Mm. So that the referees aren't sat there having players ask them questions and they go, I'm going to clue, mate. Yeah, they're like, well, That's... he's seen it up there. I've just gone to the monitor. I back his decision. You're off. Or he's offside. Whatever it may be. I, the, the, the Nketiah red checks the first time I've seen them go to the monitor. I might be. It might have no, happened. I, it's the first time see, I've heard. I think Michael Oliver was the first one to use. No, the, sorry, the he was. He was. Yeah. I can't remember why he went. You're Palace right. You're or right. Something was it? Yeah, they made a big deal Palace, of it because yeah. you're right. Yes, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're because right. That, that, that's the whole point of having it there. For me personally, as a, if I was a Premier League referee or a referee at any level, and I had that technology there, I would use every opportunity to make the right decision. I would. They've been catching one. I'd have gone over to the monitor. They'd have been talking to me and saying, "Oh, we've seen it this way." I'd have gone, "Do me a favor, rewind it, play it at normal speed. Fantastic. Take it back, play it at slow mo. Brilliant. Take it back to normal speed. Right, okay. At normal speed, in the pace of the game, I'm in it. I can feel the vibe of the game. Has he gone into Ayrton? No. He's a forward making a challenge, which is not an excuse. However, it is not part of their game. Forward making a challenge. He's only just come on. He's trying to get himself in the game." He's a young lad. He's only little. He's, he's not gone into Ayrton. Yellow card. Warned about his conduct. The next one makes you're going to have to walk. Be careful. I think that sort of conversation needs to happen. But as I say, he'd already been booked. Do you... Sorry. Do you think they should... You, you, when you said then, you said watch it at normal speed. Do you think they should remove watching it in slow-mo? Yeah, because the game's not in slow-mo. Do you know? Do you know? Do you see where I'm going with this? In the yeah. sense of the game's not played in slow motion. Right, so right at the at slow motion. Right at the start of this discussion, we said when you slow down Jamie Vardy's tackle, it looks like it's it malicious. Looks horrendous. But if why you watch don't it we full speed? Why, why don't we get rid of slow? I don't know. Like does slow mo? Does slowing down time <laughs> influence a decision? Fits. Surely it does. Actually, when yeah. you think I'm starting to play it in my head now, and I'm thinking, surely you slow something down, you're going to go. Oh, that looks worse than it. It is. Well, it looks worse. So I is watched, it actually worse? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, weird. I watched the um, playoff game Fleetwood against um, mm, Wickham. And mm, there was a red card mm, for Coyle, the right back, yes, was it? Yes. Um, in the box, full-blooded challenge, studs it up. And you watch it in actual speed. He clears the ball, but then catches the man. You watch it in slow motion. You think, oh my God, that's a potential leg breaker. Because his studs are However, up. Because it's sort of, but when you watch it back in normal speed, yeah, he comes flying in, but he wins the ball. The secondary motion is what catches the player. So as he intended to catch the player over in the ball, because he's done both. So For again, me- it's open to interpretation. But if you watch it in slow-mo, it looks horrendous. You watch it in normal, normal speed. You look at it and you go, what a challenge. I, I tell you what, this this is, I tell you what, and I'm glad it happened. You watch the Palace-Chelsea game. Yeah. The Zuma tackle. Yeah. Flying in. Against Benteke to block speed. it at speed. However, he comes at it from a side-on angle, mm-hmm. sort of behind side, bang ball through. Now, if he's coming at him head to head, he's going to take him out as well. 
So oh, is yeah, it yeah. a penalty in a red? Are we? Uh, are you now not allowed to tackle straight? Like as as Coyle, it's Coyle, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Is he got a arch, Archer's run? Oh, I'm running straight at him, but I better quickly move to the right or left well, or turn my because... body because that then takes more time, which mm. then gives him more time to take a shot away. So, is, or is Coyle got to? I mean, the argument is Coyle's got to stay on his feet and, and shield it, but it's, yeah. it's frustrating. Would... That's frustrating. I I agree with you. It it, it looked way worse. Slow down. It did. And yeah. I think it was but a then shame. if we don't have that slow mo option, if it's just is the tackle, I think the referee looks at that and goes full blooded, won the ball. Yeah, he's caught the man on his way through, but his intent was for the ball, and he won the ball. So now play on. That's what I think. But yeah, again, I, that's open to human interpretation. I honestly to somebody else's. I, I'm interested to see what people think in the idea of slowing, of removing slow mo. Because in in some elements it can help, but I am sitting there going. It helps with like the handballs and stuff because you can check body shape and see if somebody's moved towards the ball. Slow mo could probably help there. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> However, for tackling. I think slow-mo just makes everything look so much worse. Yeah. And then, but then, and then you, like we said, then you're starting to split up the technology where you can go, that one can only be used for handballs. That one can only be used that. And do, do, do you know what I mean? It's just, I understand, but if, if keeps, we're looking for absolutes, then I think we need to be absolutely clear on how it, we do so. It keeps coming back to, it keeps coming back to human interpretation. And like we've said, the goal line technology cannot be misinterpreted unless you forget to switch it on. It's either crossed the line or it hasn't. So why don't we start making things a bit more clear and obvious, considering they're supposed to be clear and obvious? Yeah. The. Do you want to? You got any more touches on this, or do you want to move on to the bottom of the table? No, I've, I'm done with that now. I've got it all off my yeah. chest. I think it, no. I think you're right. I think it's it's again it's it's inconsistency, but I think it just keeps highlighting. What needs to what needs to change, and it's been a topic of conversation that's gone around football for a while. Yeah, let's we we touched on the top of the table and the fights for Europe before. Let's quickly look at the bottom. Uh, Norwich played thirty four twenty one points. Obviously, this might have changed with tonight's fixtures, but let's go off the idea that Villa and Bournemouth have both lost to United and Spurs. You say that Bournemouth scored a couple of goals against United um, when they got beat five two. Um, they actually looked okay in possession. It's just off the ball. Um, they just, and again, I'm not. I'm not trying to slate Bournemouth. I know I've been quite vocal in my dislike of them being a Premier League team. However, I am. I am able to look at it a little bit more objectively than that when I want. Honestly, <laughs> um, they look a little disorganised and like like the wind's been sucked out of them. Um, they concede one they look like they're going to concede six honestly they just look so deflated at the moment as soon as one goes in it's almost here we go again um, they lack any real threat Callum Wilson's um, he's not been the same player this season as he was last um, the Ryan Fraser thing Ryan Fraser thing hasn't helped Dominic solanke has got what one goal uh, the same as Tim Howard the same as Tim Howard. Unreal, mate. Honest to God. Uh, I fear for them. I think, that, I think they're going to go. I think they're nailed on. I think Spurs um, will, will probably win on Thursday night. I, I can see Spurs winning. I can see Everton Southampton being a board draw. Uh, oh, and I can, yeah, and I can see um, United um, turning up and just doing a job on Villa. However, <clears throat> excuse me, nearly choked on my own tongue there. Be careful, people. I live amongst you. It's a dangerous world out there. Um, if Grealish turns up and sees this as an audition, 
<clears throat> he has an opportunity there to to have a sway on that game, but I still think United have got too much in the tank. I think they'll, go, I think they'll beat them. And we, then go on. Sorry, sorry, I was just going to say we've we've touched on United in the sense of uh, Greenwood, Martial, Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, and against against Bournemouth. Just, and Pogba. Uh, and Pogba, yeah. Pogba looks Pogba. superb with Fernandes in next to him. Well, Matic hold him. Pogba just off. Fernandez getting the game. Matic signed a three-year deal. Yeah, making makes makes sense. You know that thing. But what were we what were we saying? What have we said in previous episodes? You cannot compare the Paul Pogba of France to the Paul Pogba of Manchester. And I've, I've you know written about it as well Rough. in the post I did about Man United. All of a sudden, the burden shared with um, Bruno Fernandez. That cover with Matic. Maybe they bring yeah. someone else in. We we've spoken about that. And then this. Yeah this front three now. It, it's so mad the way they were talking about it on Sky with Marshall and they went, oh, what's going to light the fire on him? And then he's just suddenly gone, bang, the last yeah. two games. That Greenwood is looking scary. Good. Yeah, it's good, isn't he? So him, Rashford and Martial, I, I, yeah. this is, and that's why I think if Leicester don't start picking it up, they, it, it, might, it might get to the point where we get to that final day and it's not even in the conversation anymore. Potentially so, yeah. I mean, it's, the only benefit uh, for Leicester is their next game is Bournemouth. And, and again, I can't see Bournemouth really turning it up. They've got Bournemouth on um, on the Sunday coming. Um, you're, so you're, weekend, you're going? No, go on, go on. Yeah, the weekend football is um, Norwich. You've got West Ham. Um, wow. Yeah, game. That that's a big game. Um, well, that can sorry that can relegate Norwich if they don't win it. Yeah. Um, equally, I can see that being a draw. Um, Watford have got Newcastle. Watford are hot and cold. Newcastle pretty similar to be honest. So we'll see how that one pans out. Liverpool have got Burnley, and that's the, uh, the that's a tough game. Moment, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be a tough game, but it. I don't think Liverpool have got too much to worry about. Sheffield United have got they Chelsea. Have, they've got literally nothing to worry about. No, 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 no. I mean, like Burnley aren't going to turn up and pull up any trees. Are they? You know what I mean? They're not going to be fighting for anything. They're just Burnley are quite happy where they are. I, I, I think, think Burnley don't get European football. So you know, I just a bit like I'm happy with that season. It's a two niller isn't it? It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a nice it's a early goal, late goal. Yeah. Uh, Sheffield United against Chelsea. That's huge a huge game. game. No one's interested. No. Oh my God. That's a huge game. Huge game. We, huge game. We win that. We're getting top four. Putting the, putting the marker on it now. And Brighton have got City. Again, not much going on up there. Interesting game. It's an interesting game, I think. Um, I don't know why. I just think that's... Sunday I, game. Wolves against Everton. Do us a favour. You've been doing us favours. <laughs> we have, to be fair. Um, yeah, we, we need the win just for just for motion's sake. Um, Wolves definitely need one to keep that pressure on top four. Villa have got Palace. <sighs> Big game for Villa. Big yeah. game for Villa. Yeah, and it depends which Palace turn up. To be completely honest, it, 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 missed it really this does. season. It really if they turn does. up, they roll Villa. If they don't turn up, Villa could nick it. Uh, Spurs Arsenal. Big derby. <sighs> Battle for uh, Europa League. Imagine the fans are not going to be in attendance. Awkward uh, for that one. And yeah, Bournemouth Leicester as we uh, as we discussed. And then you've got the Monday night, which is which would Man-, be Man United to Southampton. That's that that's that game week in, yeah. in in itself. Yeah. I think I'm looking at the bottom of the table here. Norwich. I think we've we've known they're gone. I mean, the fact that they're now the one game away from it mm. is pretty much sealed it. You've got Bournemouth from Villa on 27, Watford and West Ham are on 31. That's now a four-point gap. That's now a that's now a not-in-your-hands situation. Yeah, that's now you, you're waiting. This is where the Norwich-West Ham game becomes becomes really key. 
Um, all, all right, we're saying, you know, Norwich lose to go down. Norwich are gone anyway. The 10 points off survival. Um, you know, there's only four games left. If you're on 21 points at this position with, what, five wins all season, then unfortunately you're gone. Um, but it depends if they turn up and decide they want to drag West Ham back into the shit, to be honest with you, or if West Ham mm. are going to put a bit of pressure on and gain another three points of a, of a gap. Um, looking at that, my three to go down are still Norwich, Bournemouth, and I want to hope West Ham, but it'll probably be Villa. You did predict. You you did predict the bottom three. I, I, I was thinking um, Norwich, West Ham. I said Norwich, West Ham and Villa, I think. Yeah, you, you predicted Bournemouth having a real push. It's just not happened. Uh, no, this is awkward. No, do you know what? And do you know what I want to quickly touch on? Championship. Mm, we have up. We have got... Where was it? I just had it up. Here we go. Championship table. West Brom are top. Play the game extra. Yeah. Uh, Leeds second. Yeah. Then we've got Brentford, Fulham, Knott's Forest, Cardiff, Swansea, Preston, Derby. You'd say still in the mix. I would say so, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't go any lower than Derby. Blackburn are on 59, Derby are on 61. Yeah. You know, Derby are three points they're outside. On, they're all on 42 games. So you've got Stoke against Leeds tonight, which is Leeds game. And if they win that, they go back to top. I think Leeds and West Brom are nailed on to come up this season. Um, as the two automatic. Out of Brentford, Fulham, Forest, Cardiff, Swansea, Preston, Derby. I would like to see Derby make a push just for Wayne Rooney. Um, and obviously, it's Frank's old club. I'm sure they've got a, a spot for you. No, no, not really interested. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Preston push for the promotion spots. Um, one of the oldest clubs in the in England. Um, where we got David Moyes from? Brentford. Brentford, man, surprise package. But um, Forest and Fulham. Yeah, I, I have no problem with either of them coming back up. But out of the current, the current crop would be Brentford, Fulham, Forest, and Cardiff, obviously in that last spot. Out of all of them, I'd like to see Forest come up. I think I like West. I actually don't mind West Brom. I don't have a problem with them. I um, That's I like, six points for us most seasons. So yeah, I like, I'm not. I, I'm not a fan of Leeds, but you know what? Let's have them up. Let's see how they do. Do you know what? Let's You've have had them this up. Before. You don't like Leeds because someone told you you don't like Leeds. You've got no reason to not like. Hang Leeds. on. Hang on. Hang on. What? Why don't you like Leeds? Because they think they're a big club, and I don't. Big. And I don't know, but I don't like this whole. I don't like this whole. Ah, um, uh, you know, it's not even that they don't. You know what? They are a big club. When I say that, I don't literally mean they're not a big club because there's bigger clubs than Chelsea not in the Premiership. When I say that, it's more the point of there's this big hype train. We've gotten into this before, but there's this big hype train of they're a Premier League sleeping giant and they deserve to be back in. They deserve to be back in. They'd be there. They look like they're going to be there. Congratulations to them. You're now a Premier League team. With Marcel Bielsa. Marcel Unbelievable. Bielsa as uh, as That'd be great to see. By the way, if they if they weren't coming up this season, he'd have been snapped up. The I would like to see West Brom, Leeds, happy with. I'd like to see Brentford. And I'd like to see Fulham because that's six points every season for us. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't mind seeing. I'm not really bothered who comes up. Not for. I'd like to see someone who hasn't been in there for a while. So a Preston, um, uh, a Notts Forest. A Forest would Brentford. be amazing for the club. Do you imagine if Leeds, Forest, and West Brom came up? All you, I'll be made up. All you old schoolers would be thrilled. Yeah, and rightfully so. Oh, you kids just... today, like you don't know you're born. Honestly, if, if if Norwich, Forest, Leeds, and West Brom got promoted, you'd all be petitioning for relegation to be removed. Keep it like this. The good old days. Right, I'll be honest with you, right? Looking at the Premier League, 
Not really asked about Norwich. <laughs> Definitely not asked about Bournemouth. You don't say. Valera do actually see as as a big club, and yeah, they've, they've been in the Prem more I heard, than not. I can't remember um, who it was, but someone said, "Oh, if Villa got taken over and had money behind them, you know, it'd be amazing." And I'm like, everything's now going to be if you get taken over and have money put behind. Yeah, but don't spend your money. Remember, um, Watford, I don't mind. West Ham, I'm, uh, I can't stand because of the board. So it is that honest. board? It's yeah. the same. They're, they are up there with. Do you know when Mike Ashley sells Newcastle? Yeah. They take that mantle. They take that mantle. Yeah, yeah. They're up there. Only for the fact that Mike Ashley is such a dick. They're second place in the hated. Quick, quick update on the uh, the Newcastle United takeover. Um, still hasn't happened. Carry on. Brighton. Um, I'm not too asked about they could piss off tomorrow. I don't. Do, do you know what? I, I, I don't mind them, but I'm not arsed. I'm, yeah. I'm meh about them. Um, Palace, I, I quite like. Quickly on Brighton. Sorry. What? When they were in the championship and they built the Amex Arena, I was like, yeah. that's a beauty. Can't yeah, wait to see them get promoted and play in it. And then they were doing really well. And then they got rid of Chris Hewton. And I was like, be arsed with them. Get yeah, them gone. Would you what is this? I got rid of Darren Moore. Oh, I was livid. Not even my club. I was like, how the fuck are you justifying that? Yeah, exactly. And now I'm sat there going, Slavin Village, love him, get him back up. And now, and now he's getting the promotion. And you're like, yeah, but I think Darren Moore, given the time, I've had the same success. I, I was a huge fan of Darren Moore. I thought he'd done really well when he came he in. Did, and he, he deserved to shout. Mate, you think about those results he was getting when they were battling out. And they only yeah. just, I think if they'd have made the cut earlier, yeah, it's all lifts and buts, but if they make the cut is. earlier and he comes in. Anyway, beside the point. So, Brighton, meh. Um, Palace, yeah, I quite like Palace. They can stay. Newcastle, hmm. I don't mind. Because I'm Mike Ashley, mate, more than anything, they can fuck off. I think. Um, otherwise, yeah, I don't mind Newcastle. I remember Newcastle pushing for the league against Liverpool years ago. I, it, it, they, they, <laughs> they are a Premier League sleeping giant. They are, yeah. Without a doubt. Southampton. Yeah, I don't mind Southampton. Everton, obviously, my team. Tottenham. Um, I don't like, however, but they need to be in the Prem. Sorry, um, dead quick. Yeah. Southampton are 12th. Yeah. Think about that from where they were when they got beat 9-0 by Leicester. They were they were done. They were they were gone. Yep, this is over. You think about that time that season. They were floating around the bottom. It was like, no, yeah. there's no way back from here. And now You know they're... what happened? Go on. Danny Ings. Yeah, but I think also... It's not just Danny Inks, but no, no, no. But the goals he scored have been absolutely massive. Yeah, he, he just... doesn't. He doesn't score in three win. It, you don't win a game three 0 and Danny Inks scores the last one in the eighty nine because the defenders switched off cast because they're getting beat anyway. Danny Inks scores Q, important Q, goals. Q, someone's sending us that clip of him doing that, but I get exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you Nobody, there going. He scores important goals. He scores goals that go and win games or set up a win. Yeah, and, I agree. And obviously, I'm happy with the Prem Tottenham. I'm not a huge fan of, but I understand being a Premier League team. Burnley are being the right. I cannot believe Burnley have earned the right, but Bournemouth haven't. No. Do you know why? Because Sean Dyche has gone out and actually changed his team. It changed the style. What? Sean Dyche. Oh, no way. Wait, have a look at Burnley, right, from the Championship to now, and how he set up and how he plays his game. He's a progressive coach. Sean Dyche has absolutely no credit. No, he doesn't. Because and he's English saying... and he's fat and ginger. You hate fat ginger people. This is this is a fact. We've been over this in private. And I'm going to put it out there. And you can edit it as much as you want. I will tweet it if I have to. You dislike fat ginger people. You've told me this. That's why you don't like Burnley. Allegedly. Now, the... <laughs> the no. They, they... I love Burnley. I love Sean Dyche. They got promoted playing a certain way. They carried on playing a certain way. They got relegated playing that way. 
They didn't change anything. They then got re-promoted playing that way. And, and then, now they're still playing the same way. They're not... No, but it's not like... It's not all... It's not all bang it up to Chris Woods. And um, what was the other one? Mm, sorry? Oaks. Sam Oaks. Yeah, it's not all that anymore. And I agree it. But they're not like revolutionarily playing out the back. They're still that hard to break down team. Of course they are, yeah. And any team where the salt has to be. But I think with the acquisition of Jack Cork when he came in, I think he changed the midfield dynamic. I think when Hendrick came in, he'd done exactly the same. I think they've got ball winners in Dwight McNeil who's come through. I think they've got people who can go and actually play football in the final third. And they had Good Johnson for the time who have done that. I think they had who was the other kid trying to think of um Vidra. Vidra. Yeah, Vidra, who's, who's bridged the gap every now and again when he's came in. He's played as a, almost a deep forward or a wide player, almost like an inside forward. Mm. Um, I think they've got players about them now that they, they wouldn't necessarily have entertained when they were first making that step up because they were, as you say, they were more known as a physical, brute-strength sort of team who would lump the ball a bit further forward. But I think Dyches has clicked... Not clicked on, that's disrespectful for me to say them. I think Dyches... It's cottoned on to there's a different way and there's a way to bring footballers on. I think he's evolved as a coach. And I know the point you're trying to make is Bournemouth. I would agree, sorry, I agree with you what you're saying with Burnley. It's less it, it's still got that physical element to it, but they are developing and that is but again, that's smart management. We said it right at the start of the show. Shows how everything ties together. No, in the sense of like you said with Arteta, he's he's changing it. Oh, I've got these players now, let's alter it. Three at the back. Sean Dyche is starting to bring players and like you say, they can do a bit more with the ball. No disrespect yeah. to the players they had before. No, no, no they've done the job. It's they, they starting, exactly it is, it's starting to evolve and it's there's a plan and it's taking its time. I understand Bournemouth's plan has now got them relegated. However, potentially. However, Burnley, as I said, went up, went down, went up, went down. Yeah. If Burnley... Well, Bournemouth do the same? I don't know. So here's my question for you. If Bournemouth get relegated, stick with Eddie Howe, keep it the same, get promoted and do a Burnley, are they the same as Burnley? Um, How long have Burnley been back in the Premier League since relegation? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I'll they'll, bring have it to do, next they'll have to do the same amount of time then. And then you'll give them credit? But then I'll assess it again. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> like, I can't just say yes, I'm going to give someone credit. I want a yes or no answer to get off the fence. I'm sorry, mate, I'm going to have to go to VAR. Mm, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when they come back up. You're a sham, right? It's 2029. <laughs> Arsenal, Premier League club, you can't argue that. Let's have it right. Sheffield United, I don't mind being up. I really don't. I've got a soft spot for Sheffield United since uh, since the videos emerged when Jackie Elka played there. Um, and obviously, we were signing them. I took a bit more of an interest in them. Jackie Elke was obviously playing in goal, then centre-half, then centre-mid. And then the videos emerged online of Neil Warnock in the dressing room at half-times <laughs> and for scene talk and stuff. The man was an absolute lunatic. I've always had the soft spot for them since then. Um, so I don't mind them staying up. Same with Wolves, United, yeah, Leicester, meh. And they've, they've won it recently as well. Um, Chelsea, only been a relative for, what, 15 years? <sighs> Man City, yeah. Man City... By the way, remember, it used to be fourth division club. I'm not being funny, but Wolves Drop right off, come right away back up. It's it, it. This is this is this is this is my point of it all. Liverpool, yeah, I've got no problem with them getting relegated either, but it's not happening. Crack on, brilliant. Wolves 
Ah, oh, no, everyone loves Wolves. Look at Wolves. We want them to win the Europa League and I'm the same. And blah, blah, we want them to do well. Do you remember when Jimmy Bollard was telling everyone off around the pitch and everyone was sat there going, get these gone? That was Hull. No, it wasn't. It was a Hull. Phil Brown was his manager. Hmm. You're right. The awkward thing is you're going to have to leave that in. No, hang on. Wasn't it Kevin Doyle? Are you sure? Yeah. I am looking this up. Okay. We will wait. There will be an awkward yeah. silence. Or oh, drum yeah. roll. Can I get a drum roll going? God damn it. This is going to be right, isn't it? Jimmy. Yeah. Why am I looking up Kevin Doyle? Why am I looking up Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Bullard, Bullard, Paul, Team Talk. Telling people off. Telling off celebration. There you go. Paul. Phil Brown was the manager. God damn it. Phil Brown used to sit on the uh, touchline with a microphone. God damn it. Why are they both playing in orange? (laughs) (laughs) I love how that's the argument. I want to see an angry tweet go from your account to Hull today say, I'm going to need you to change your strip. You're going to need to change that kit I've made a tit of myself on a podcast. (laughs) God damn it. Dude, I'm sitting here convinced going that's Wolves. What was the Wolves thing I was thinking then? Because I was thinking of something. Um, Who knows? It's no, actually, it's surprisingly, it's not that important, apart from me yeah. making a tit of myself. Anyway, when Jimmy Bullard told everyone off when he was playing for Hull, now everyone's happy with Wolves so, being the Premier fuck League. Fuck Wolves off. Fuck Wolves off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sake. Right, sake. anyway. Anything That's else you want to talk almost, about? But yeah, just before we leave, <laughs> um, Katy Perry had a song out a few years ago. I kissed the girl and I liked it. And the lyrics go, I kissed really? the girl. And I liked it, the taste of her cherry chapstick, which makes sense because she had chapstick on, it was cherry flavoured, and she kissed it and she liked it. Our mate thought it was cherry chopstick, because apparently chopsticks come in flavours. Um, and he sat quite, quite loud and proud in front of us and made an absolute set himself. I think you may have just trumped him, though. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be made up to it that he'll be like, yeah. I'm off, the, I'm off the hook for that one. Dude, I was convinced it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> made up. Made... I don't know why. It, it'll be the kit and the fact that it was... Uh, that, that will have been about 10 years ago now, something like that. What year was it? You've had now, to be years. fair, I was... When was it? I'm going to gonna say, you'll have been very young, so you'll have just gone, oh, daddy, gold kit. And he'll have gone, yes, son, everyone wears gold. We're minted. <laughs> know what I mean um, when was it I need to know the year right. we're not, we're young kid. No, right. I'm trying we're to back not, you up here no 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 I mean we're not signing off yet we're finding this. we're digging no, deeper no. into this mystery of... when was it yeah Jimmy Bullard selling off oh mate Jimmy right. Bullard oh my god selling <laughs> off selling <laughs> and it was from 2011 right so, so nine years ago so how old are you nine years ago I'm nine. You're not 18, say that then. Come on. No, no I'm 17. I was 17. Oh, sorry. No, no, wait, 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 wait. It was 2009. Oh, oh, so. The video was posted in 2000. So it was 2009. So. It was 11 years ago. So I'm 15. So you're 15. 15. You, you know, you're. What were you doing at 15? Playing with my action, man. <laughs> you say you're single. <laughs> right, it's okay. We'll leave it there. We'll have to sign off on that one. So, oh. right. Um. I'll let you do the outro. You, you know you love to do it. I, I balls it up last week, so we'll go with you. We'll go back to the master for it. Come on. I'm not being funny, but I'm just balls up. <laughs> ball. The entire cast. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Right. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Tell your friends and family. You can find us on Twitter at Two Men Rambling. 
Um, you can tweet us there or you can reach us at two men rambling at gmail.com. Send us your questions in, any future topics you'd like us to discuss. As always, we'll be back next Friday. Yes, we will. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go educate so, myself. I, I don't, know, don't know if I've mentioned it, but I'm off work for the next four weeks. So I oh, I tell you what, I tell you what, congratulations needs to go out to you and starting your new job. Oh, cheers, mate. That Hold wasn't on. a shame plug. I was just letting Oh, it is, though. I, I was going to do that at the start, but I was too busy trying to. Uh, you know what's going to happen next week? I'm going to come back with a list of teams in orange and facts, and I'm going to find out that Wolves fact that I was thinking. Please do. Please that do. moment. It's not even a fact, that moment. I, I think the listeners want to know more than me. I've got Jimmy Bullard telling Kevin Doyle off in my head in a Wolves kit. And he never played for Wolves? While Sam Allardyce is in charge. So, you know, <laughs> what's going on? Jack, you're thinking of Bolton. Um, Bournemouth has won the league. God bless you. That didn't happen. Obviously a dream. Mm. A sick dream. Right, guys, thank you very much. Um, Jack, thank you for your time and efforts, as always. Um, If you need anything, let me know. Stay safe. Love you. Stay safe, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.